Hi, everyone. This is Jill Flaxington, and welcome to the Road to Health podcast. Today, I welcome you to the fifth in our ongoing series in which we talk with each of our employee business resource groups, or EBRGs, we have here at Blue Cross. EBRGs are employee networks structured around non-majority dimensions of diversity, things like gender, race and ethnicity, sexual orientation, generations, and physical ability. We decided to do this series because our EBRGs are representative of what's going on in the larger Rhode Island community. If you look at the topics and issues our EBRGs are addressing and the work that they're doing, you'll find what's important to the Rhode Islanders we serve as a company. In this episode, we're going to talk about veterans in the workplace and the unique strengths veterans can bring to the workforce, as well as the challenges associated with military life. And to do that, we're grateful to be joined by our military services, EBRG. Joining me now are Michael Fernandes, our assistant store manager at our East Providence Your Blue Store, and Priscilla Santos, our associate human resources generalist here at BCBSRI, and both are members of our military services, EBRG. Welcome to the podcast, Michael and Priscilla. Hi, thank you. Hello, thank you. Happy to be here. So I'd love if either of you could just start us off with a quick background on exactly what the Military Services EBRG is and what its purpose and mission is. So, um, well, I joined the EBRG this year and I quickly learned that it is just a valuable resource for, uh, for connection, connection with our veterans and our veteran allies as well. It is also, I noticed that it is a commitment to workforce diversity as well. And I know that this program also has a support, the greater understanding of the contributions of, the, of veterans as well. I have been with the EBRG for a few years now. It's, it's a great resource to bring families who have veterans in the family, you know, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, veterans themselves. And it brings us all together and we can come up with different ways that we can help out our fellow vets. Just the different programs that we do to help out our vets. It's it's really beneficial for a lot of people and it's fulfilling for us. You know, we're always happy to help out our fellow vets, you know, in just telling our stories. That's the biggest thing. I think that really helps out when it comes to everything that we do with all the different PTSD and all the other hurdles that vets go through, it, it just helps out big time. And Michael, you mentioned telling your stories, and I'd actually love if each of you could share your personal reasons for joining the Military Services EBRG. I believe you're both veterans, and I would welcome you to share your background and your service experiences with us. I joined the EBRG just to help out. Um, you know, I speak with so many different vets that come in to the retail store on a daily basis. You know, I have a uh, picture of me and the guys back when we were in Iraq and uh, here in the office. And it's always a good uh, icebreaker whenever I'm speaking with somebody. And then we start telling our stories to each other. And one thing that I always found, uh, I still talk to my buddies from the military every day. You know, thankfully, Facebook is is around now. But it, it just helps us, you know, help each other out. You know, we encourage each other to get help if we need it. By telling our stories that we have, it helps us kind of deal with it a little bit better and we can understand each other uh, a little bit better. So by joining the EBRG, that helps us get those stories out a little bit more and it helps us help out the people that need it. 
Um, my reason for joining the ABRG was um, actually I was excited to to see that this company had a military services ABRG focused specifically for military. My past experiences, we didn't have that that sense of connection or that sense of networking and in other organizations, but that's in the past. Um, so I I pretty much joined to just connect with other military. Um, the military community, um, veterans, veteran allies, active service members, uh, because I had lived in California for so long, moving back to Rhode Island because I'm originally from Rhode Island. I wasn't really exposed to much of the veteran community here. So when I found out about this EBRG, I jumped at the at the opportunity just to, again, like Michael said, to to help out too, to share the stories. Um, my story is that I joined the Marine Corps from 2003 to 2007. I served in Iraq in 2004, and I was a military spouse after that. <laughs> so for an, for an additional 10 years, I was, uh, I don't like to say, married to the Marines. Um, so it's been a big part of my life, or majority of my life, I'd say, at this point. <laughs> yeah. Thank you both for sharing that, and thank you both for your service. And I'm curious, in your perspective, speaking as veterans, because for those of us who haven't served, it's, it's tough for us to understand. What are the strengths you think that brings to then working in a very different type of, of workplace, you know, in a corporate setting? What strengths do you think that your service brings to the workplace? And then are there any unique challenges or aspects that people might not be aware of that also on the flip side, you know, make it more difficult to do your jobs? In my experience, veterans or service members, they they bring this unique aspect of understanding how to be a team player and also being able to lead a team at the drop of a dime as, as soon as it's commanded. We inherit these critical thinking skills from military training to operate on in those different planes. It's a big strength that I see um, in my past experience as, I re- as a recruiter. On the flip side of that, the challenge for all of these transitioning service members that I used to work with was how do I translate that onto my onto my resume? These skills that I have um, learned with the technical skills, how do they translate to an IT position out here? And if companies aren't aware or they don't really understand or give light to any of these skills that the military have, they don't, have, they don't take the time to really understand it, then a big talent is overlooked. Um, so I think that on its on the flip side, like I mentioned, it is a challenge. But for me, the biggest strength that we have is being able to do both, being able to understand the mission and operate on any side. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, one thing that I look at is like with, when it comes to the discipline that vets have, we get brought up on that right in boot camp, you know, so it's it's right there instilled in us. The attention to detail for a lot of things. You know, I always tell people I'm 15 minutes early because if I'm not early, I'm late. That all comes down from the military. I don't want to get smoked again. So I'm good. It's little things like that that end up adding up into the way that you work and it comes out in the in the work that you do. And it gets, you know, it gets noticed by some people, but others not so much. Because they just think that that's normal. And that's where I think the struggle is, is trying to, we're always trying to find like the best workers, you know, to to be able to get the job done. But we often overlook the vets in the military community that had this already ingrained in them. 
me personally, I never got my my college degree. I never got I went to college for a few years, never got that degree. And I often get overlooked on some jobs because I don't have a degree. But what I have is experience. And I think that's what gets overlooked a lot of times. It's the experience over the degree aspect of it. And more often than not, a lot of people in my situation are in that same boat. And if we just look at what the experience is, we can really get some really quality people that come in here. I'll never forget one of my old bosses. She told me, I told her that there was a job opening. I was like, oh, I'm not going to apply. It says I need a degree. She's like, didn't you go to war? Just apply. Just you have experience. You're good. You know, and, and I always remember that. And, and it makes sense. So it's it's one of those things that I think, you know, it could really be beneficial if we just look into things like that. Those are great points. Thank you both so much. And one of the biggest issues I wanted to ask you about is mental health, because we know this can be a huge concern for those who have served in our armed forces. Is that something that comes up a lot within the EBRG? Priscilla, I know specifically, I think you've talked about the value of mindfulness for yourself. If you have any thoughts you could share with us. Uh, Yes, mental health is near and dear to my heart. EBRG, we really haven't touched much on mental health, but it is definitely a topic at hand. Earlier this year, I did share my story on my mental wellness journey um, and how mindfulness does did help me overcome any symptoms of PTSD due to my military experience. Um, the reason why I did it is my story isn't special, I would say. There is so many veterans out there that due to the stigma or stereotypes, they are not open to considering, you know, therapy or help for their their mental health. Um, and I wanted to do my part and to try to normalize having conversations around mental health in, in an organization. I was able to share my story, like I said, to bring awareness to it. When it comes down to PTSD, it, it does help alleviate a lot of symptoms by becoming aware of the present moment. Having non-judgmental observation on the experiences, not um, being attached to worrying about the future or ruminating about the past, staying in the present moment and being in touch with everything that's outside of you as well as everything that's going on internal and not attaching yourself to any emotions or thoughts that may come up. And that in turn really opened my perspective, truly, to understanding what happened um, my symptoms of PTSD and and what came about, uh, why it came about. And that to me is very important. So at any chance that I get to advocate for mental health and mindfulness, I am all over that. And <laughs> so I think it's very important. So uh, to add on to the mental health aspect of things, I think that's part of sharing the story. You know, when we talk about things that helps us get it out and it helps us with the issues that we're that we're having a lot of it gets bottled in and that's what ends up causing a lot of the PTSD and everything else that that comes about i took a long time before i went to go see a therapist myself i never really thought that i needed it and it took literally being threatened by my buddies that they were going to throw punch me if i don't go and talk to somebody and eventually i you know, went and I did. And it was really, really great. And it was beneficial. I'm one of the lucky ones that I don't have PTSD. I have been diagnosed with anything. So I I know that I'm the minority on that one. But it doesn't mean that other people don't. And, And that's why 
I talk to my buddies on a daily basis. I still reach out to other people when needed uh, or help out with just speaking with somebody here at the retail office. If it takes an extra five minutes on a conversation, you know, just going over some old military stories just to help them out and make them feel a little bit better than, you know, that'd be great. My brother-in-law is a vet as well, and he was in the Air Force. When he got married, I met a lot of people that he served with and had a lot of great conversations with them as well. And a lot of them that were struggling with the same thing, with mental health and the reluctancy to speak with somebody. And I told them it'll really be beneficial and they'll find that it'll help them out. And so you may have kind of both already answered this question. I I wanted to know if you had any thoughts you could share from experience about the importance of supporting the veteran community when it comes to company services or employment opportunities. Essentially, why is it important to have an EBRG for those who have served in the military? I know you talked about kind of challenges and strengths, but I didn't know if you had any, any additional thoughts on the importance of having an EBRG like this. Well, I think it's great having an EBRG just to be able to assist. We do the big things like the boots on the ground event every year for Memorial Day. We do right now we have a Veterans Day card and care package volunteer event that's going on. Those are the great things that we do. And those are the bigger things. But it's the little things as well that we also do as well. And it's just speaking with people. And that's not always shown through even the EBRG, you know, it's just our individual contributions to helping each other out. And that's what we go through when it comes to the EBRG. We, we, we discuss a lot of these different things that we can do. Now, there are some things that we're kind of limited to. That's always going to be the case. But we discuss things out and try to find different ways that we can help, not just with these volunteer events, but in other ways as well. So you've actually, you've brought us into externally, which is where I wanted to go next, as we've talked about internally, how this serves our company and our associates. And I, I'd love to talk about how we then serve our members in the community. So I often say that our EBRGs are a great barometer for what's going on in the larger Rhode Island community. And our EBRGs represent a cross-section of the people that we serve and can in turn be a model for others. So I think people who are listening who maybe would like to start an EBRG themselves or would like to know how something like this can then serve the Rhode Island community. Michael, I think you've already kind of touched on this about how just knowing that you've served when people come into the the East Providence store, you have that connection with them. Do you find that that there are strengths in being a veteran that can help us better serve our members and the Rhode Island community? Yeah, especially with our Medicare population. You know, so many of those, the people that are in the Medicare population serve. They serve back in Vietnam, they served during Korea. And when we go over even just reviewing what plan is going to be best for them, all those things come into play because they go to the VA. How are we going to coordinate with the VA? Are they going to be able to get better care there or outside? A lot of different factors come into play that way. When it comes to assisting in, in, I know that we can't really market or anything like that to them, you know, specifically to them, but it's just being out there to be able to do different things to assist them because a lot of these people do need assistance and it's a lot of the programs that we already have things like the transportation things like the meal delivery benefit that we have specifically for medicare members you know that's really big for a lot of vets that's one thing that we always kind of forget about it's that a lot of vets are still struggling and any way that we can assist them and not just them but any medicare member but like 
any way that we can assist, it's going to be huge. And it's going to be a great deal for him. It's just great to hear the firsthand account on Michael's perspective. Um, because for me, it is also the opportunity to serve our community and using our platform as Blue Cross Blue Shield of Rhode Island, making that connection with veterans and in a way helping them understand that they're or helping them get gain a sense of community, that they are not alone in this um, because it's true. Many veterans are struggling internally, externally or both. So um, it's, it's really special to hear what uh, your experiences at the store, Michael. Really nice. And so actually, you mentioned the community, Priscilla. Let's talk about this for a second, because the main reason that we're doing this episode now is that Veterans Day is this November. And I believe the Military Services EBRG has some programming planned around that. Can you talk about any of the initiatives that, that the group's undertaking in the community? Um, yes. Well, like uh, Michael had touched earlier, we are doing the Veterans Day cards through Meals on Wheels. We are We volunteered for that. And we're also looking at having a guest speaker from Operation Stand Down, like a sort of like a coffee chat on um, on her experiences in the military. And then can you talk about um, Boots on the Ground? Are you all doing that again this year? We did Boots on the Ground back during Memorial Day. Boots on the Ground is always a Memorial Day thing. And we've done it for years and years now. Me, myself, I volunteered the very first day and to set up the boots. And by the time myself and Shannon Marshan, who's also a vet in on the retail team, by the time we, had, we both got there, pretty much all the boots are already out. It, like That's how many volunteers that they had on that this year. It's always something that we look forward to every year uh, to doing because it's really like the big thing that comes about for vets and, and for those that we lost. It's, it's a really big volunteer event. I think that first day they had like over 100 volunteers. So it's something that's just really, really big now. And they do it out in... Uh, Fort Adams State Park now. It's really a sight to see if you've never seen it. And every year during Memorial Day, we started on Tuesday before Memorial Day. It goes all the way through to that Monday. And then the next Tuesday we'll clean up. So we always have volunteer events before and after to help set up and take down. But it's really a sight to see if you've never seen it. What I always like to ask when we do these these EBRG episodes is about resources for people who want to learn more. So if anyone listening would like to learn more about the veteran community, to understand more about some of the issues impacting veterans, or even find ways to engage with or support veterans, are there resources that either of you would point people to, things like websites, books, documentaries, podcasts, anything really, just if people want, want to learn more or do more? Me personally, uh, I would say just go to the VA. I, like, Pretty much all of us that work here at Blue Cross have some sort of semblance of how the healthcare field works. And we all know the struggles that people have. The VA is always a great resource, one, to find volunteer options directly through them. But they also have resource groups there as well that if you did want to volunteer that they can help. Another thing that I would say is actually, you know, speak to family and friends who might have served as well. A lot of times they need help and they just need to talk as well. It doesn't always have to be volunteering in this big aspect of things. Even something small, like just speaking with somebody can make a real big difference. Thank you both so much. We're going to wrap up this episode now. If you'd like to learn more about some of the topics discussed here, I'm going to link to some resources in our episode notes. Also, you can find more information and descriptions about each of our EBRGs at bcbsri.com slash about slash diversity. 
I thank you, Michael and Priscilla, for joining us today and sharing your stories about your service and providing some insights into what it's like to be a veteran in the workplace. Thanks, as always, to our sound engineer, Mark Sheldon, for your time and your talents. And if anyone would like to connect with us to discuss any of the topics in this episode, you can always find us on social media. We are at BCBSRI on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Everyone, please stay healthy and safe, and we'll see you next time.